Welcome everyone to Screams Underwater. I mean, after midnight. I <laughs> am Peter, and joining me as always is Tim. My man. <laughs> we should. Oh, we should do an underwater episode, Tim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get the equipment to go underwater. Go into a tank and record a podcast <laughs> in our swimsuits. So, so what did you think? We have to pick a obviously a water-themed horror movie. Otherwise, it's stupid. Mm-hmm. Oh no, we do it ironically. We do a movie set in a desert. We, we go underwater, we review a movie uh, set in the desert. That's the idea. There you go. All those famous desert horror movies. There's a few. <laughs> <laughs> Hells Have Eyes is set in a desert. We've already done it, admittedly, but that one counts. Yeah, mm-hmm. All right, well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> so, yes, this is a horror movie podcast. We get together, we've watched a horror movie, we talk about it. It's quite that simple. And coming up on today's show, obviously, like the next several episodes, barring a few like individual things, because there's one coming up yeah. in a couple episodes' time that is very much not a 2021 movie. But for the most part, we're spending right. the time catching up in various 2021 movies that we should do. <laughs> um, and that includes on the Patreon bonus episodes. Uh, last week uh, for patrons, uh, only $1 or more gets you access, but we did Werewolves Within. So if you want some extra episodes, uh, go to Patreon. Get an extra yeah, one per it's month. It's like we always say, 2022 is the year of 2021. That's our slogan this year. Do you know what the silliest thing about that statement? And there's a lot. There's a lot that's silly about it. But the <laughs> silliest tell me. thing about it is that you say, you say, it's like we always say, when realistically, <laughs> we only could have been saying that for a total of two weeks. It's true. Mm-hmm. Because we're two weeks in, give or take, to 2022. Give or take, yeah. Give or take. <laughs> Oof. It's going to be a long episode, isn't it? Uh, so this is <laughs> the deep house. This is it's really quite a simple premise. There is a haunted house, but it's underwater. Print money. <laughs> and you'd hope it prints money because mm-hmm. while it doesn't feel like a super big budget movie, I have to imagine the underwater stuff makes it bigger budget than most films of this style, right? If this was yeah. underwater, this would be so much cheaper than what it, whatever it cost. I don't know how much it cost, but whatever it did cost, <laughs> it would have been cheaper if it wasn't underwater. <laughs> that's my well, I mean, assertion. Yeah. Well, I mean, they they probably should have just, you know, filmed everything on a studio and then just added some type of water filter. Oh, that sounds awful, Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awful. <laughs> Do you not think we'd notice? <laughs> well, you never know. <laughs> yeah, I mean the premise of the film, and we'll obviously start spoiler free as we as we always do. We'll give you a warning before we mm-hmm. get to spoilers. The, the premise is quite simple. We have a a, a couple, uh, uh, Ben and Tina, who YouTubers just like us. Yes, I'm not gonna lie. There's a scene <laughs> where he says casually, "This like this next thing we're going to look at is our ticket to a million views." And <laughs> as, as someone who I was, as, I was thinking the same thing, <laughs> yeah, and as someone who's on YouTube, and as someone who who's you know is trying to think of ways to reach a bigger audience, mm. that line made me cringe so much. <laughs> well, I thought you were gonna say, uh, "Hey, you know, uh, we we've had a video that reached a million views." So. Oh, we have. That's true. We did. We did. We're, we're part of the million club. <laughs> We have come spectacularly not even close to doing it a second time uh, since, but (laughs) yes, technically we did have one video at a million views. We need Eli Roth to make a new movie. (laughs) Shout shout out to the Green Inferno for apparently being Mm. 
having such a passionate fan base that yeah. they all click on the review of it. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much. Very old it's episode so as well. I know. Yeah. It's, 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 it's very weird. But, yes, uh, but uh, as well as weird things where people talk about relatability, right? And, like, <laughs> you know, connecting to characters and stories because they're they're like you right and we talk about that in a lot of different facets we talk about it in kind of silly ways we talk about it in emotional ways and we talk about it in more serious ways like diversity we were talking about how certain groups of people haven't had representation on screen mm-hmm. but to basically throw all that under the bus i'm going to make this very clear i don't like youtubers and podcasters <laughs> and movies and it's like the most it, it should be the most relatable thing to me mm-hmm. and it and it's it's not it makes me cringe i don't want it it's too close the actually it's funny because this is actually something i was thinking about too and the what i was kind of thinking about was like the idea that it's kind of annoying because like the youtuber personality or whatever it is kind of perfect to like put in like any of these horror scenarios because it's something that's very easy to get someone in like a situation where they shouldn't be it's like oh yeah well of course they're exploring this haunted house or this insane asylum or doing this ritual that you know a normal person wouldn't do but you know because it's a youtuber you know they you instantly have that idea of like oh yeah this person is doing it for the notoriety for the clicks and everything so it it is like a very easy throw in and believably as well might add because some some people Mm -hmm. on youtube do weird oh, yeah, stuff absolutely like you yeah. know it's not it's not like silly it's, and yeah. i mean it's silly what they do but it's not silly to, to say that people would do it yeah so no that it's totally like a it's annoying because it is something that is kind of perfect for horror movies but at the same time similar to what you just said it, it also annoys the crap out of me like i don't think there's ever been like, i i can't think of one horror movie where yeah the main character has been like a youtuber or a podcaster or whatever and it you know they've actually been like a likable person like they're always that annoying like stupid person that's always like just chasing the thing to the detriment of like their safety or their friends or their loved ones and um yeah just acting extremely unreasonable and it's always annoying and it's not i don't think it's impossible to do it and make them likable i actually think it is possible i just but they never do it they always go for kind of the same self-centered kind of thing like give me you know how like in i mean i mean it's obviously not the same sort of thing but just to give an example like if you think of ghostbusters right early on Mm -hmm. when like venkman's trying to convince ray to mortgage his house so they can do this crazy ghostbusting idea and he doesn't Mm -hmm. want to do it and he's this is a terrible idea we shouldn't do this but venkman's just kind of like coercing him into it but it's kind of like i mean obviously it's not a nice thing to do in real life but it's likable and funny because he's being kind of cheeky like yeah just you know have the character be likable because they're cheeky right but yeah there's nothing like that with most of these characters in movies they they, they tend to they tend to be what you think of when you think of the word influencer oh absolutely (laughs) yeah yeah it's always like the worst like you know ultimate expression of, of that kind of person where yeah, it's just this ar- archetype where, you know, that you can tell they're just like fame hungry and they don't really care or believe in what they're doing or about safety or whatever. So, yeah, it just never makes them that likable and also just doesn't really make them that interesting because just you know it's something you've seen a million times before. Yeah, uh, admittedly, I wouldn't say you get that vibe from the the podcasters in Halloween twenty eighteen, but they had their own <laughs> problems. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, basically inciting and causing most of what happens in the movie. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Yes, but yeah, anyway, so so these this couple who are making videos, there's a little example at the start where they're at like a house and or a, like an old building of some kind, and and I, 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 I want to say it was Ukraine, maybe it wasn't Ukraine, it was it was somewhere in Europe, right. yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's just like a sort of example of what they do, so that we have some context when we get into the main part of the story. And they are led to a house that is preserved underwater, and they dive. The movie is just over 80 minutes long when they're about to go down into the water they say they've got about an hour of oxygen which neatly kind of lines up with you know what's left of the movie so you know that it's going to be like a tight like fit at the end you know for air regardless Mm -hmm. of what the plot from then on is going to be uh so yeah uh that's that's the basic just to obviously get to the house and those you know creepy shenanigans uh, happen i'll just leave Mm -hmm. it at that (laughs) for for the sake of this Mm -hmm. um some people refer to this as found footage and it is kind of partially but i wouldn't really call it a found footage movie because it does cut to a you know it still has regular shots uh yeah quite a lot um one of the interesting things about the underwater stuff is that because they've got like a drone that's sort of doing like a like a wide shot of both of them it's because like actual shooting movies underwater is so similar to what this drone looks like as found footage it's actually indistinguishable from the regular movie shots mm-hmm. at a certain point and so unless you're really yeah. thinking about is that the drone that they've got that's making that shot or is it just a movie shot uh you actually don't really notice a lot of it i mean they're also holding cameras they've got pov cameras and it does cut to that mm-hmm. but it inter- intermingles it you know it, 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 which is i think better it is the best of both worlds you you don't have mm-hmm. to always constantly use the the shaky cam stuff, but you do get the the benefits of having the the creepy POV at times and so on and so on. So mm-hmm. uh, just there's an interesting bit in the the filming style as it were. Uh, but anyway, without any further ado, mm-hmm. I shall ask Tim the question from the acclaimed directors of Inside, which I've not seen. People swear it's good. <laughs> uh, what I have seen though is Leatherface, the recent <laughs> Texas Chainsaw prequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to be confused with the upcoming sequel to the original. <laughs> yeah. Or the prequel to the reboot, or... Yes. Or, or the last time we had a sequel to the original that ignored the sequels, now we're getting another sequel to the original <laughs> that is ignoring all the sequels, including the, the last sequel that ignored the... St- <laughs> okay, so that, that one was called Leatherface, right? And then... Their prequel like, was it- called Leatherface, yeah. Yeah, but then wasn't the third Texas Chainsaw Massacre, wasn't that called Texas Chainsaw 3 Leatherface? All the way around that, they pulled uh, an Evil Dead 3, it was Leatherface uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 3. Okay, so there is a Leatherface, and then there's also Leatherface Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 3. Yes. Okay, that's not confusing. <laughs> it's, I, do you know what? It's almost, I'd say it's probably worse than the Rambo franchise at this point because there's so many of them that it's just making it more confusing. But yeah, Rambo's pretty guilty of this as well. I do like genuinely wonder, like, when they, when, like, w- with some of these franchise movies, like, how many of the other movies have they actually seen? Like, like oh. uh, it doesn't always feel like, you know, they're really trying hard to keep things like nice and sensical and I mean, uphold the mythology. <laughs> When it comes to a sequel that's ignoring all the other sequels and it's just a sequel to the original film, you, you could argue they don't need to. The only one they need to have seen is the original because they're not mm. they're not doing a sequel to the rest of them. 
So they can they can ignore Dennis Hopper with the, the Julian Chainsaw fight. <laughs> they can ignore Viggo Mortensen. They can ignore Matthew mm-hmm. McConaughey and the government conspiracy behind the family thing. <laughs> I mean, really, all I'm asking is just a quick look at IMDb and maybe just say, "Oh, hey, sure. you know, let's change our title." It's a little weird, but just call it right. Texas Chainsaw Massacre Eight or Nine, whatever we're on. <laughs> Actually, I'd have to go back and count. Yeah. <laughs> oh, lost <laughs> track. Mm-hmm. So, Tim, did you like the deep pass? <laughs> uh, so, I, I actually was really excited for this. Uh, if you would have asked me, you know, before I watched it, I would have said, oh, yeah, this is going to be a must scream. Like, this is, you know, something I, I'm really looking forward to. Um, it's it's a mix of, like, basically kind of, you know, like two of my favorite subgenres. I love a haunted house movie and I love aquatic horror. And so when I heard this premise, I you know, like synapses started going off in my brain. Like all this stuff was <laughs> clicking into place. I, I am so <laughs> upset that you said premise, not synopsis before you said syn- synapses. <laughs> synopsis, synapses. <laughs> the synopsis with my synapses fire. <laughs> but I, I mean, I thought it, it sounded like so cool. And then, uh, you know, the reviews started coming out and they're pretty middling. I don't think, mm. I don't think anyone was really saying that it was horrible, but, it wasn't a lot of people that seemed to be raving about it, but I was still excited. And then, uh, yeah, like you said, I'm, I, re- I, I have seen inside and I, I do, I did like, it's been a while since I've seen it, but when I saw it, I thought it was, you know, quite good. It's a, uh, you know, it's a French extreme horror movie, which, uh, those aren't the kind of ones I, I'm usually eager to watch and rewatch all the time, but, um, it I still thought it was quite good. And, uh, but yeah, the, Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie they did. Uh, oh boy, that was uh, not good. So uh, I'm, I would say at this point, I'm not super excited when I hear about what they're doing, but I still give them you know, the benefit of a doubt. Uh, so I do got to talk real quick about how goddamn hard it was to watch this movie. Uh, and, and I don't mean like the act of watching it. Like when I started the movie, I meant how it, it took me probably at least half an hour to uh get the movie uh so it, it was on uh this channel called epics uh, i'm sure you know what epics is Every, everyone's favorite channel uh, um, yeah sure yeah super familiar <laughs> with epics which uh so I, I didn't have epics but uh it is something that i've been wanting to get because they have the chapel weight tv show i don't know if you've heard of that um basically like it's a uh so it, it's based on a stephen king short story which was a prequel to salem's lot and um you know it was a they just did a tv show of it last year starring adrian ah. brody which uh, i heard it's pretty good it's a bit of a slow burn but people say it has like some pretty good atmosphere and stuff and there's so, a new salem's lot coming this year yeah. so <laughs> good timing uh but i so you know i i could have just rented the movie yeah, like normal for five bucks, but I figured, wait, I want to watch Chapel Wait, so it's streaming on Epics, and then I can also, if I get the channel, then I can also watch Chapel Wait and blah, blah, blah. So first, you know, of course it's not on, um, that you can't get the app on PlayStation because it's like PlayStation has like two or three, <laughs> like, apps. Uh, I, I feel like every time I want a new one, uh, it's not on there, so... Consoles are always last to get the uh, the media apps. Yeah. You, you'll get Netflix, you'll get Apple, you get Amazon, and you'll get like maybe Hulu or whatever, and then it's like yeah. desolate. 
I think like I don't know, like three or four years ago, I tweeted to Shutter on tw like on Twitter. Obviously, uh, I was like, "Hey, Shutter, like, you know, are you ever gonna have uh, you know, the app for uh, PlayStation?" And they were like, "We're working on it," uh, but then like <laughs> it it never came to be. And then it's one of those weird tweets where like randomly like two years later i'll still get people replying to it and it's always like mm -hmm. angry people being like how comes the app's not on playstation yet you're lying and i'm like why, well, why am i involved in this it got controversial because like two years ago they added an xbox app like because they, they never used to have xbox <gasps> oh, yeah, either yeah. but they added an xbox one i was like wait xbox has got it now how dare you <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so anyway, so I had to go uh, to, I, I do have Apple TV, so usually stuff is available on there. So I look up Epics and, uh, you know, there's a, you can either download the Epics channel or the Epics app, which, what's the difference? I don't. Yeah, what is the difference? They're both apps. They're still an app if yeah. it's on Apple. Yeah, I, I don't understand it. Uh, so I forget which one I chose, but I, I downloaded it. Uh, so then I go into, you know, and it appears like as an app button on the screen, which I guess the same thing would have done for it with as a channel whatever uh so i go into it and when i go into it it says all right you have to activate this device so go online to this website you know they do those things you go to the website and they type in the activation code yeah yeah so now i have to go to my computer and i go to the website i type in the activation code and then it says like select your tv provider and i was like all right well i i you know i, I didn't buy this on my tv provider i <laughs> you know but on my apple tv whatever um, but I do have a cable subscription because it's bundled with our internet. So yeah, I, of course. <laughs> so I, I, so I typed that in and then it's like, okay, like set up your ethics account. And then they asked me for like my email address, my name and like zip code. And I yes. put that in and it says I'll like type. your email. Yeah. But then when I put that in, it says your email address and password don't match. I'm like, well, there's, there's nowhere you didn't ask me to enter a password. <laughs> like you just asked me to enter my name and email. <laughs> uh so i tried i tried like i i was like looking at this computer th screen for with like three things to enter <laughs> i was like what do they what do you want me to do and like there, there's nothing to enter so i was like okay um and then i i think i looked up something online and they they were saying like uh oh or or when i, I tried to like go back and look at other stuff on epics and then it was saying to contact your cable provider or whatever. So I was like, okay, maybe I have to add it to my cable package. So then I logged into my cable website and you know, there's an option to like, Oh, add this premium channel for like five bucks or whatever. And then uh, eventually I found Epic. So I was like, all right, I'll just, I'll add this. I'll buy it for the month and then cancel it after I watch everything. So, you know, so now I've had to download the app and then after you download the app, you have to go to the website and then when you go to the website, you, you realize you have to go to your cable provider and add the channel. So I've well, done which, that. Which, which makes, just for the record, like now that you've switched to just doing it through your cable provider, the downloading of the app and trying to get that working right, is yeah. all for nothing. Like that's <laughs> yeah. all just scrapped. <laughs> so, so, I, so I did that and then I'm like, okay, cool. So we should be all set, right? So then I go back to the app and... Now that I'm like logged in with my cable provider and I added it through my cable or whatever, it lets me create an account on Epic. So I'm like, okay, now I'm in. The app is activated. I can go. I can watch whatever. I click on it. As soon like as soon as I click on it, it says, uh, in order to enjoy like Epic's programming, like contact your cable provider. 
and uh or for a quick ad go to channel 2495 and i'm like wait i mean i just added it with my cable provider right i'm logged in through my cable credentials so i i shouldn't have to do this right and then i have to go back to the cable website and then i'm looking at that and it's like oh no yeah thank you for your purchase you've added you know this blah blah, blah epics uh so I, I'm messing around with the Epic's website for five minutes or 10 minutes, whatever, trying to figure out why I can't watch it and clicking on other stuff, then looking at my account profile, trying to figure out anything I can do. Nothing's working. And then uh, it, again, it said something about go to channel 2495 to do a quick ad. So I'm like, all right, so now I actually have to go to my cable and plug that in because, you know, since I'm not over the age of 65 i don't actually watch live tv <laughs> so i have a cable box but it's never plugged in um so i plugged it in and then um uh, i get that set up so i go to channel 2495 and you know what there is no channel 2495 <laughs> <laughs> what a tale this is turning out to be so i'm, I'm only sharing it because uh it, it's kind of funny but like if you were to see me last night, like I, I was like just ready to like punch, start punching holes in the walls. Uh, I'm surprised I was, that I get a message saying, "Hey, do you want to do for a movie this week?" Like I'm honestly it, shocked at this point. Honestly, it was really, really close. Uh, and also, like this was, it, it was about like a, I don't know, like maybe ten, ten thirty or so, because uh, I, I was gonna start earlier, but then me and my wife ended up watching, uh, getting caught up on the Righteous Gemstones, uh, which is really good season so far. I haven't started a new season, but I did like season one. Hmm. Yeah, I I, I think uh, you'll enjoy it. Uh, but anyway, so it was about, I don't know, like 10, 10, 30 or so. So I was like, I was hoping to, you know, start it at 10 and then, yeah, be done and in bed by like 1130. Now it's like 1030, like almost 11. So I'm like, all right, so now what, I'm going to be up to 1231, uh, which, yeah, I did have Monday off. Um, but still, I don't want to be up uh, super late and. Which, you know, because uh, I don't get as much sleep anymore with the baby. That's, you know, really late to me. Anyway, uh, so I, I can't watch it on the cable. And then I go back to my cable website. And then there's an option to watch stuff on demand on the cable website. So I found Epics on demand on there. Uh, and I I could watch the Deep House. So I was like, all right, okay, I can finally watch it. But... My laptop is so tiny. I don't want to watch it on the laptop. So I was going to cast it to my TV. Of course, there's no cast button uh, to there. So I'm like, well, I'm not watching it on my laptop. Like, if I have to, I'm just going to cancel this and just rent the movie. This is starting to get ridiculous. But then one last thing is when I was looking at the demand stuff, it did mention on the website, um, you know, oh, here are like the cable stations for epics or whatever. It's like 600 something, uh, which is, again, I feel old because it's like I remember you know, pretty much when you watch stuff, it'd be like, you know, channel 24 or <laughs> channel 32. Like, uh, like now it's because there's all these like HD channels and stuff. So everything is like, yeah, 698. Uh, but, uh, so I finally go to epics there and lo and behold, um, for whatever reason, the epics website doesn't seem to think that I'm subscribed to epics, but, uh, I can watch it on my TV, which I, I don't know if I have to pay for it because I've seen, people online saying like oh if you have this cable provider epics is free i have no idea um i have to look into it now uh, which is super annoying but uh luckily they did have a demand option on it was like epics on demand channel 600 something and i got it and then i finally like 
was just so excited. <laughs> I, I was well, I was so relieved. That I'm like, finally, this nightmare is over. But also, I'm going into this movie with a little bit of an attitude. Oh <laughs> like, yeah, oh yeah, I, yeah. I, I was really excited fault, to watch it, you know? but no, not yeah. at all, not at it's all. Not the fault. Joe, Joe's so funny about that to me. Is that it's a good yeah. thing because I have not used cable in a long time. Uh, it's the worst, yeah. It's it's good that at least they do have on demand built into to the to the, the movie yeah. channels and stuff because I love the idea of you finally just like okay I'm just gonna have to find the channel <laughs> and it's like yeah Nighthouse is on on Wednesday night at seven p.m. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like shit, I'm gonna have to <laughs> schedule my day to watch the Nighthouse. <laughs> so with all that build up, uh, the I was super psyched for the movie. Uh, I was pulling my hair out. <laughs> trying to find a way to watch it <laughs> finally sit down to watch it and yeah, it's okay <laughs> I, <laughs> I honestly i'm kind of disappointed uh i i don't think it was horrible but again i love 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 the premise like the it's a very simple premise but the idea of an underwater haunted house it's just something like i've never seen before and it just instantly you know, it's filling my head it's like, oh, there's so much cool, like creepy stuff you can do that I've never really like seen before. And man, I just loved it so much. And when you watch it, it's just like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a little generic. It's I, I thought the first half or so was pretty dull. Um, some creepy stuff does start happening. And, you know, there's definitely cool stuff that they do. And I'm sure it was probably pretty hard to film. So, you know, there's something to say that, you know, they're trying to do something different. And, you know, they must have exceeded on you know on some level but yeah i mean overall i just found it to be a little underwhelming not horrible you know um it is fast so it, it, you know 80 some minutes so it's not like torturous or whatever but um yeah like like you're saying the other characters are not really that interesting um and yeah i, I don't know it's just a, a little underwhelmed uh to be honest i'm slightly disappointed but I, I didn't hate it. I didn't think it was like the worst thing in the world or like, oh my God, this sucks so much. But it was just kind of like, oh, yeah, I wish it was better. It was a lot of build up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of build up to it. It's just okay. Uh, no, no, perfectly told. I, so uh, it's, 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 a, it's a lot of frustrating. It's, it's always frustrating when something can be more than what it is. And yeah. I think. Like the first little chunk of the movie, I thought this is okay set up. The characters aren't that likable, mm. but they're not that unlikable either. I, I mean, Ben sure, gets a little yeah. bit unlikable more and more as it goes, uh, just because he's a bit too you know, generic YouTuber dude. But yeah, it, it's it's just kind of fine. It's it's just this typical setup for this type of movie where they're going somewhere and you know eventually it's going to be spooky. Once they actually go underwater, though, it kind of like the uniqueness of the premise and the setting kind of like really started to shine and like them mm. creeping around the house some of the, the not so much the later stuff but there's like more overt things happening in front of them but some of the earlier creepy stuff where it's just like you know a little bit of movement there a little silhouette here mm. maybe a little bit of that you know creeping around the corner like all that stuff is actually really effective and i think i was like okay i like that this is restrained it's not too quick cuts it's not too shaky cam all that stuff um and I think the sort of the teases of what the, the the story of the house is, what the history of the house is, you know, it it was giving me a little bit of that survival horror vibe of like what went on here, like oh, who, who were this family, what were they doing, and these creepy photos, and why is there this on the wall, and 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 mm. stuff like that. That I was I was feeling, and it wasn't super original if you took out the water, 
but because it's yeah. all underwater all of it feels kind of fresh and just has a different look and feels different and you have the, the timer element of they only have so much oxygen they're, they're mm-hmm. extra vulnerable because of this and I, I I forgot to mention you brought that up, but I actually really like that element. It's kind of a you, you know like how we say always like that there's rules and it, I mean I guess it's not really like a rule, but it kind of you know it it kind of is that it's like okay you only have so much time to be down here and there's like a ticking clock that you know it yeah. kind of instantly adds some like suspense. Yeah, S- sadly though, I I think once it gets to the last like twenty thirty minutes, uh, it it goes like more generic. I would say. And I mm-hmm. think once you have more overt supernatural stuff happening in front of them, I don't think it's a spoiler to say those ghosts. Like yeah. <laughs> once you start seeing that just just happen in front of them, it kind of loses a lot of its charm. And I would say mm-hmm. that the the plot sounds really interesting when they're setting things up, but then there's almost nothing else to explain. It's just exactly what you thought it was <laughs> the second yeah. you saw anything, <laughs> and uh, from there it just kind of like you know it, it goes through its paces. Um, and I, I feel like the the ending, sort of the final minute of the film, I feel mm. like it's actually relatively well done visually and in terms of what it is, is nice and simple. I feel like the movie didn't do enough to kind of set up what was happening in the scene. There's like one throwaway <laughs> line earlier on that kind of explains maybe what's happening here, uh, but beyond maybe just a, another broad idea. But I I felt like it just like oh, you should have really set this. Like just, just you should have really hammered this home. This, this, uh, this, this idea. Mm-hmm. This was a risk, because, because mm-hmm. I was thinking about it as it was happening, and I was like, yeah, maybe there should be more of this, a bit more to this. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I think what's a shame about it is that, yeah, once it does get going and we start getting a lot more shaky camera, we start getting a lot more quick cuts. It does start to feel like it just falls prey to all of the typical, like haunted house stuff slash found footage problems. <clears throat> you know it, like mm-hmm. it's it's unique setting really like makes a good 20 30 minutes when they first go when they first they're not even as soon as they go to war but when they first get to the house right when they when they go down to the house there's about 20 30 minutes there that feel really kind of unique and al- almost special maybe not like maybe <laughs> the direction is not good enough to feel special necessarily but almost like it's just it's it's such a nice vibe and different and f- it makes everything feel fresh for a while and then it just kind of goes down the same rabbit holes as as, as these movies normally do, um, with some tropes, and, with some generic moments, you know, all yeah, the usual it, stuff. And like you kind of compared it to survival horror, which yeah is definitely getting those vibes. And I really like you know in in the beginning when they're first exploring the house, it does feel like when you're in the you know survival horror game, and you get to like a new area, and you know it it's usually like that's kind of like the creepiest part when you just exploring and you don't know if something's going to jump out at you and you know there's just all this creepy imagery and then like you know you turn your head and all of a sudden there's like a floating doll or whatever and it's like oh yeah that's like you know it it's not going to come out and attack attack you or anything but it's just like kind of creepy seeing all this stuff around and uh yeah that stuff was really cool but like you said it kind of just devolves into the usual stuff which i mean if you know if this didn't have the benefit of being underwater yeah, this would just be like the most mediocre, like you know, kind of yeah. generic movie you've seen before. Um, I I I did feel like it got really repetitive. Like the house feels very small, and it feels like there's a lot of backtracking. Like you know, oh, we're in the basement. Like oh no, something's scary. Let's get out of here. And then it's like, 
oh wait like you know we're stuck let's go back down to the basement it's like oh no like it's scary again let's get out of here and it's like i feel like they just kind of kept going back and forth between like you know the, just these couple of rooms which i mean i guess it's not supposed to be a big house and there's probably limitations to you know so much you can do and build underwater or whatever so i i get it but i don't know it just ended up feeling like kind of repetitive to me yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of mixed on that. Like, uh, like on the one hand, I appreciate that there's recognizable. Okay, like I always do when they're in the dining room because of the candles and the, the piano and the big window. Like, I, I always appreciated recognizing places. So, I, you know, it wasn't just like a mess of locations. Like, I understood some of the geography, which was kind of nice. Uh, but at the same time, you're right that there's a lot of up and down from the basement where, where a lot of the creepy stuff is. So it's just like, oh, up we, down, up we go, down we go, blah blah blah. You know, like back and forth. Um. I, I almost like I almost wish it wasn't as supernatural as it is. Like I think sure. <laughs> I think I like the idea of uh I mean sure I'm not saying there shouldn't be anything supernatural, I'm not saying there shouldn't be anything ghostly, but what if like it was a slasher where there was just another scuba di- scuba yeah. diver but he's wearing like a hockey mask or something? <laughs> oh I want that movie now, Tim. You've you you've offered me an idea that I know want to happen. Uh no, I, I like you know, it does some. I don't want to say Blair Witch things. That's maybe a bit far fetched, but like you know, it does that sort of thing where it's like, oh, there's just like a force keeping them here. There's like something against them, and it starts to feel kind of hopeless. And I, I, I almost wish it was more. Uh, like it takes these shortcuts that in horror movies they do, which you think, oh, this is super creepy because there's some sort of force that's keeping them down here, mm-hmm. and it's hopeless, but. As soon as that starts to happen, I feel like, okay, well, they don't really have any real chance. At this point, we're just going through a haunted house ride, as it were, which isn't necessarily Mm -hmm. a bad thing, but I was actually a little intrigued by the mystery it was setting up in the backstory of the house, that Mm -hmm. when it turned out to be, like, there was almost nothing more to it, it was just, ah, this was happening, but there was was no, like, greater Mm -hmm. idea or reason or... Um, I don't know. I, I guess I was just looking for some extra spark by by the end and the story, and it just never really yeah. had it. It never revealed any new element that made me go ooh. It's like they came up with this great concept, but then felt like that was enough. Like, yeah. all right, we don't have to you know make a story to that's worthy or, or matches this. You know, we can just kind of come up with whatever, and then you know the concept is good enough that that'll sell it. Yeah, and and honestly, like the character dynamics between the couple who. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same thing you've seen a million times in horror movies. Mm-hmm. You have the guy who's the one who's determined to get into these, like, ideas, these places. It's, it's all sort of his thing. <coughs> and she's dragged along. And she's fairly supportive, but she clearly... The opening scene where they're doing like, the, the house in, Ukra- in the Ukraine or whatever, um, mm-hmm. like, that's there to establish that he will, like, play a little prank on her and scare her, mm-hmm. uh, that she gets a little creeped out, and he's kind of insensitive about it, and maybe even, you know, a little bit of a jerk. And the idea being that, okay, well, that's kind of going to be her downfall then, is that he's going to, like, drag her into this situation, and it's kind of his fault. He's been... And it's almost like, like maybe if the movie had something to say, but I, I never really felt mm-hmm. like I got a message or I got, like, a, a theme that kind of paid off because all this setup. It was just... Yeah. You know, it was just a continual thing. So when stuff starts happening, it does the thing where she's seeing some stuff and he's not. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she's like, hey, I'm seeing these creepy things. We should get out of here. And he's like, no, 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 let's just a couple, a couple more rooms. Let's do a few more rooms. Let me, let me get a few more shots. Mm-hmm. And he's just kind of, uh, and it's just a little, a little bit of that disconnect. It's like, so, yeah. It, yeah. It just, it falls into too many mm-hmm. genre trappings, I think. Uh, it doesn't do enough. 
which and I, th I think if it kept it like sometimes i would say if it keeps it simple like the setting would be enough to carry it and i think if the the mm -hmm. back half was like really well directed i'd maybe like say that i'd maybe say well all the moments are so effective and how they're shot and the creepy unique like scares of like something that like, coming through water or all mm -hmm. the like it feels like there could have been more ways to use the fact that they're underwater to do more unique scenarios and scares but ultimately sure. like we have so there's a scene in this movie where someone hides under a bed and I'm like, <laughs> just because it's underwater doesn't change the fact that they're just hiding under the bed. Like that's, you've yeah. seen this a million times. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that that that, that stuff's a, a little bit uh, of a shame. So, yeah, I mean, it's not the worst thing. Like you say, it's like 82 minutes or something like that. It, it yeah. goes in fairly quick. The the unique spell in the middle where it does feel kind of fresh because of its setting does feel cool because I also like aquatic horror when it's done mm -hmm. well. Which doesn't really feel yep. like it's that often, <laughs> so yeah, unfortunately. Uh, and part of that is because it costs a lot to do underwater stuff, so not a lot of mm -hmm. attempts are made. You know, it tends to be few and far between. So, yeah. uh, come on, Cameron, <laughs> come back to horror. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you don't know. Maybe, maybe like uh, you know, he liked to change the genre for the second Alien movie. Maybe like Avatar <laughs> Three is going to be like the hardcore horror version of Avatar. I'd be into it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did recently watch uh, Piranha 2 for the first time, which oh, I mean, yeah. I don't think he really owns up to. Yeah, yeah, it's not really know, Considering his... that one of his movies, but it's actually not that bad. It's entertaining. I've never, you know, I've seen Piranha 1. Uh, but I've never got... I think we did on the show. Oh, you're right. Yeah, we did. Yeah, no, 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 you're right. I think we did. Maybe we should do Piranha 2 someday then. Maybe, <laughs> maybe when Avatar 2 is coming out, we can tie in with uh, Piranha 2. Yeah. As his horror <laughs> actually, movie. Actually, it's not a bad idea. No. <laughs> it's even a 2. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll do Avatar on Ace, and then on Screams we'll do Piranha Two. There you go. We'll do the real winner. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I thought they were going. I thought they were going to play more with because uh, they've got a drone that's following them, and they kind of mm -hmm. set up that it malfunctions a bit here or there. I thought they were going to do more with that, or more with it like being taken somewhere, maybe capturing something that they watch on the little screens and the wrists, and you know, I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, I, there, I feel like there are stretches where I just forgot the drone yeah. was there. As well it was kind of... Only go, only go. Uh, I mean, I think the drone itself did end up being kind of creepy. Oh, yeah, like, it's got uh, that red light on it, so it's got this sort of yeah. ominous presence at times. Because uh, it was the thing, because the, the drone's got, like, a motion sensor on it, so it's, it's almost exactly like Aliens, actually. There's the, the little triangle <laughs> of, like, the radius and, like, the little dot when <laughs> something moves. And I, I almost, it almost made me wish that there was just more of, like, a direct physical threat. Like a monster mm -hmm. or something that that was like they could adhere more to some rules because it's physically a thing as opposed to oh it's supernatural bollocks where well, anything could just happen and there doesn't have to be any explanation or rules or uh you know whatever um mm -hmm. stuff stuff can just happen at random when the script demands it to stop them from getting out or to whatever yeah. you know hey you make it a killer mermaid movie <laughs> just have a, a mermaid stalking them <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, there was a, a brief moment where I was like, oh, I hope they were experimenting on, like, people, <laughs> yeah. and, and, like, what's down here is actually, like, the mutated, like, person from, like, 50 years ago or so. You know, like, I was, cool, yeah. yeah, I was hoping for something with that, because the house, like, you know, they mentioned that it's been underwater since the 70s, so it's mm -hmm. been down here for a while, um, and one of the, the key plot points early on is that, like, it's a little too preserved for, like, for, yeah. a, for a house that's been underwater for that long, like, like all the fabric's still intact and like it doesn't make any sense that it looks this good still 
Yeah. Well, like newspaper clippings and like you can pick up a book and flip through it, which I feel like oh, wouldn't that stuff kind of like deteriorate like quickly? But I, I would I would think so yeah. too. Uh, but again, supernatural bollocks. So they just kind of get yeah. away with it. <laughs> so yeah. So so that does feel a little bit lazy. And it's it's one of those things where I'm like, you're making this cool movie with this cool concept of the 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 haunted spooky house underwater, mm-hmm. and like you're you're just like reverting to standard tropes like don't, don't, wouldn't you be inspired wouldn't you want to like no this is a chance to make a movie that's going to be a big deal that people are going to remember mm-hmm. even if it's not like a big hit the theaters like people will find this and it'll be like a cult hit because it does cool things with a premise yeah. that's this unique and sadly it doesn't S- sadly by the end it's like ah just the you know, same old same old shtick I mean, Epics was mi- mi- missing out. This could have been their, <laughs> you know, uh, Snyder Cut Justice League. Like, they could have got millions of subscribers. To... <laughs> I mean, with the hoops you had to jump through, I'm not sure if, if millions of people would have uh, made it, <laughs> even if they wanted to. <laughs> but let's go, let's go back at the movie then. So, spoilers mm-hmm. for Silent... Uh, that's, that's, sorry, that different movie. It's so confusing that a movie called Silent House and Deep House both came out like in the span of months of each other. Uh, we will get to Silent House in the near future. Don't worry. It's on the list. It's on the to-do list. Uh, do I even know Silent House? Why? I can't think of what that is. Or do I'm, you mean Night House? I'm not in Night House. There is a movie, <laughs> co- there is a movie called Silent House, though, but this, I think it's from okay. like, years ago. It's silent, but deadly. What was it? Uh, I might say it's like 2010. There's a movie called Silent House. Sounds about right. Is that the one with, was it like Jennifer Lawrence or something? No, no, you're thinking the house at the end of the street or something like that. That's it. <laughs> yeah. A lot of houses in horror movies. Uh, <laughs> there is. The last house on the left being the the, <laughs> the, the predecessor of of the house movies. And and what's that, what's that new, there's like a new one on Netflix with, um, uh, what's that, the... The girl, <laughs> what's Veronica Mars? What's her name? Uh, Kristen Bell. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't she have a new one that's like the girl in the window watching me from the other side of the street or something like that? <laughs> I think that's a satire because that's like making fun of like thrillers. Because there's, <laughs> there's the movie, the girl in the train, uh, the woman in the yeah. window. Blah, 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 blah. Like, I guess maybe I don't think that's like a, that's, like, that's like more of a comedy okay. that's making fun of <laughs> thrillers and stuff. Okay. Yeah. But yes, <laughs> also housing that. Houses are pretty common buildings <laughs> after all, so <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, get a lot. <laughs> well, like the deep apartment doesn't no. have as much of a ring to it. No, although it, I don't know if it's like the best SEO because I I did like look at deep house and I guess that's a genre of music. Uh, news to me. Uh... <laughs> like I just typed it into Google and everything was like, oh yeah, this <laughs> it sounds like club music or something. I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, I think I've heard the music <laughs> referred to as house music, which I think is might be like club music. So I guess that's not surprising. <laughs> I guess deep is just bassier. <laughs> it's like when you're like really into the house. Yes. <laughs> it's like you're you're not in the foyer. You're like you're in the living room. Your shoes are off. They should have called this the last house on the lake. No, last house in the lake. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> I like that. There you go. There you go. Fix fix the title. No, the title's bad. The title's fine. But yeah, <laughs> I'm no, I actually one. do like the title. But yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, spoilers from this point on for the deep house. So 
the movie, you know, it starts with like our example of them going through like a, an old <laughs> building. I don't know if it was like a school or an orphanage or something like that, but it was like a big <laughs> building. Uh, I will say that for a movie that's 82, maybe 85 minutes, <laughs> I felt a lot of like movie logos and then a lot of like just like slow <laughs> titles on black text at the start i was like man yeah. you're really milking this time like this you've only got 80 minutes and you're you're kind of padding <laughs> this out at the start um but it sets up that they're going somewhere underwater because she uh, tina uh, the lady that is uh, is like practicing holding her breath and mm-hmm. she looks at her timer and she's only done it for like a minute and a half which mm-hmm. I'm, i mean i'm not saying i could do any better because i don't practice I, i've not swum i've not swam in ages but mm-hmm. um like for for a movie where someone's going to have to dramatically hold their breath, that is quite short because typically it's like because you know, movies are like to remind you like the oh, people can do it for seven minutes like to your, the people who really train to do it can do it for seven minutes. So uh, she lies and says three minutes, and it never really comes up except except for the fact no. that ultimately at the very end, you know, like she's going to struggle to hold her breath, but mm-hmm. like it never comes up that like she lied to him about it. It never really comes up that she she's practicing. Like I feel like you have to do like rule of thirds, you know, rule of thirds is a movie thing. You have to it has to come up <laughs> again in the middle somewhere and sort of like reestablish the the problem that she's scared of like holding her breath, uh, or something. But mm-hmm. you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, they go they go driving and they're looking for this this lake. Uh, they get to this desolate town. They kind of foreshadow like all the missing children that's going to get brought up in the house because there's like a statue and they, they assume it's like a war memorial or something because it's got like you know a bunch of names uh, of people who who died and mm. but they go to the lake and it's like a touristy spot. There's people there. There's like lifeguards. There's there's people in jet skis and whatever. <laughs> and he's like, this is shit. This is not creepy. We can't do anything <laughs> with this. But luckily for them, there's a creepy dude named Pierre who is of like uh, i knew of a super secluded spot uh, at somewhere else in the lake <laughs> wee wee uh i can't do a fresh accent so it's <laughs> the best you can <laughs> i guess we didn't mention it but i guess technically this is a french film uh, yeah t- t- i think it's french funded so technically it's french but it's, it's all, like, all in a few moments where because uh, tina's french and she'll speak to pierre and a couple of like scenes in french like mm-hmm. it's mostly in english because because ben is english so there's like just mostly english dialogue uh, so you know so I, I guess it counts as a foreign film if you want to tick it off that in your <laughs> records but uh, it, it feels like a, an easy one to tick off yeah uh, not as a competition to watch the most subtitled movies are in but it just feels a bit weird uh, so yeah Pierre's a bit creepy he's driving with them mm. uh, to, to get to this, this secluded spot they have to walk through the forest a little bit to get to this part of the lake and you know, he just generally stares at her a little. It makes her uncomfortable. He, she mentioned as soon as they go underwater and they've got like their their comms on to talk to each other. Like the first thing she says is that guy's creeping me out. Yeah, <laughs> he keeps staring at me, uh, and I felt like that. I mean, I, do you know what? It's probably one of the most unlikable things about Ben is that he is completely oblivious to a this creepy man staring at his <laughs> girlfriend in the van, and then just not like kind of like listening. Like he just kind of cracks a joke about him stealing the van. He doesn't really kind of like say 
oh i'm sorry you feel uncomfortable like i'll like i'll do my best like instead she's like you're riding up front with him on, on the way back and he's like yeah okay like, like he, he, he doesn't really acknowledge her concerns all that much and the movie's making a very you know the movie's focusing on his glances his staring her uncomfortable <laughs> smile trying to kind of like play it off as like it's not bothering her so it's just like See Ben, you look a prick now. The movie's the movie's look making you look like a prick because <laughs> you're not <laughs> acknowledging any of this, and it's not like it's that you know subtle or concealed. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I think anytime like I don't know if you're you know with your partner and you know you're bringing this like weird, strange Frenchman into the mix. <laughs> like I feel like you know most people would be a little bit on edge, but yeah. like you said, yeah, he's just very oblivious to it. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. He feels like he's leading them to this place. So mm-hmm. later in the movie, when plot twist, he is the surviving son of the creepy ass family who lived in this house once upon a time. <laughs> uh, it's like it, 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 you know, it's like a wet fart. It's like this, this, mm-hmm. this is not a shock. This is not a, really a twist. It's like if anything, I'm just disappointed that this is a, yeah. like what it was because <laughs> it's just so and, generic. And it's also it just feels kind of inconsequential because. We haven't seen him the rest of the no. movie. It's not like he pops up again. It's not like we... Well... <laughs> Someone didn't watch the post-credit sequence. Um, I did not, know. I... <laughs> it was really... Well, I mean, not like super late, but it was late for me by the time I was done, so I stopped. I mean, I'll just... I'll say it right now. Oh, the post-credit scene is pointless. It's just... It's two women who are standing, looking at the light, and then the camera spins around, and he's also there. So he's he's led more people here. That's it. It's it's just telling you he does this frequently. <laughs> okay, that's Which, it. You know, uh, and I I guess one thing that's kind of weird is it's it seems a little strange that again, like the I mean, I'm sure there are like places where there are like kind of buildings and stuff underground because you know places get flooded or whatever. Uh, but still, it seems like something that you wouldn't really run into that often, and it feels very unique. And again, which is you know one of the reasons why the, this premise was so you know kind of interesting. So it feels a little strange that like they go to visit this one underwater place, but it's too crowded. But then there just happens to be another underwater place that they can go to. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, is there is there just like you know is every lake in France just have like all these places underwater? I guess this one area does like. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I think there's, there's a couple of lines explaining why this area got flooded, but they don't like elaborate. You know, it doesn't get brought up enough that I really remember the details. Yeah. To be honest, I think it was something like, "Well, we had to flood it because if not, there would have been more flooding." Yes, it was, it was to avoid flooding <laughs> the most of the town. So. This part of the town got flooded instead, intentionally, yes. When you say this part of the town, you mean this one house? (laughs) No, 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 because they mentioned that the actual main part of the lake where all the tourists are have stuff under that water as well. That's true, true, yeah, yeah. They mentioned that, so there's at least, like, a a section. Although this house felt quite far away from the rest of the lake, to be honest. Like, they they drive and then walk for a bit, so it's... Yeah. Yeah. It's a big lake. (laughs) You know? Yeah, I mean... Well, we all know Paris Lake, that famous lake. <laughs> Paris Lake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they'll get a lot of lakes in the middle of a big city. To be honest, it t- t- tends to be more of a <laughs> more of a rural thing. <laughs> Just uh, sure. Uh, <clears throat> although rivers go through big cities a lot, that's quite common. Yeah, that's quite common. 
Uh, not not in LA, obviously. I mean, you technically have a river, but it's just this dry concrete <laughs> canal. It's, it's very depressing. <laughs> There's nothing there. <laughs> Anytime I dr- drive over, I was looking like, oh. No, I mean, this was literally like a thing uh, years ago. Um, talking to an American and, and you know, I was trying to describe uh, like, because I've recognized it in multiple movies, the LA River, and I was trying to describe, <laughs> and it was like, what do you mean the river? And I'm like, what do you mean the river? It's not a river. There's no water. <laughs> like, I, I had to be taught that this was the LA River because it's just a concrete, like, coal. Uh, <laughs> Uh, famously in Terminator 2 the truck chase uh, probably the most big example but it's been used in many movies um, hell even Arnold used it again in Last Action Hero if I remember right uh, so yeah um, but uh, yeah so they get to the house there's some nice shots I, of the house as they approach and all I, that yeah as they're like kind of going to it there's a lot of stuff that I thought might be like you were saying before like you know the, the rule of thirds and whatnot like I feel like there's there are things that are setting up on their way there that would come into play or kind of happen again in the house, but not really. Like, you know, there's a scene where it like plays music and he plays like this loud rock music and it makes all the fish swim away. I was like, okay, like maybe that'll be something that they'll do later. Like, yeah, you know, it, it'll come on by itself or he'll play it to distract or, or yeah, like, like yeah, distract the monsters or whatever. Um, but yeah, that didn't really happen. And then she gets her flipper caught on like a stick or something. I was like, oh, okay, so she's she'll probably get her flipper caught on something in the house, and I guess she does kind of get caught up in like no, the that's chains because her, her flipper gets impaled on like a yeah. a branch or something that's underwater, mm-hmm. and he has to go and pull it off. And I'm like, yeah, it feels like it's setting things up. And, and the thing with the music as well, it maybe just be a case of oh, maybe she's getting swarmed by fish, and he has to get rid of them. So they've learned yeah, yeah. at this point in the movie, they've learned that if he plays the loud, loud rock music, they'll scatter. <clears throat> so they'll use that as a you know, it's setting up a rule. And then they mm. use that rule there, but they, they, they don't. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. come up. Uh, yeah, I mean, you hear a couple of weird noises on it at, at, at points, mm-hmm. but like that's that's kind of a bit... Um, and even, even the motion tracker is not really used. Like You see it like yeah. once, mm-hmm. and they mention, oh, there's, not, no, there's no movement, we're alone here. And then, but like... I mean, maybe it's just because I'm, I'm, I'm so used to aliens and how much it keeps using the motion tracker to build suspense that it feels like a waste... Yeah, to have it and then not really do anything with it. Uh, what, what I did like though, so they get to the house, they get inside, and they're, they're creeping around, and they're seeing photos on the wall. They're they're discovering the dining room with the big piano and the glass, the big you know big glass window. They, but they notice some creepy things, right? You know, they, they notice that there's like posters on the wall. It gets like missing children posters. So immediately, like, okay, so this family were <laughs> kidnapping kids, and this is like a <laughs> this is like a greatest hits for them. And you know, there's a really good scene where they go into like a kid's bedroom and like you know Ben sees a silhouette like behind the the, mm. the, the curtain and uh, there's just there's just like details around and I think one of the other things that I really like when they do actually eventually go into the basement which has got a big like you know crucifix on the door yeah <laughs> uh, but when they go down to the basement and they find like a room that has like, old cameras and lots of like eight millimeter film and i thought oh this is really neat i, I kind of like this idea that it's kind of playing with the idea that these people who were here also documented things uh mm-hmm. in their own time and 
there's probably a lot of creepy stuff on here. Obviously, we're, I, mean, we're not, I mean, we do actually get to see some of it a little bit later because of spooky stuff, but obviously we're not really going to get to see any of it because we're underwater, and it doesn't, it doesn't feel like we're going to leave the water and come back later to, to go and like maybe try and, re- you know, rescue this film so we can look at it uh but it's an you know there's some interesting details like and i think these details and this slow creeping around and finding them is definitely my favorite part of the movie like it's definitely the, the time oh, i was into yeah. the story the most uh hmm. no question so but when they get into the main part of the basement though they they find like these chains and it's like above like a satanic symbol on the floor and on the chains there are two people like sort of hanging uh and they're far more preserved, and they should be, as she points out, they should be skeletons by now, because it's yeah. been, like, 40 to 50 years since this place went underwater. And they've got, like, these masks on them, uh, the, like, torture masks, and it's like, okay, this is all very creepy. I, I, th- I think the concern I had at this point, though, was, like, I can see the generic scene where these, like, these dead people's eyes are going to open. Yep. And, and like... You know. And, yeah, and... Uh... <laughs> And unfortunately, I don't know. I, I didn't really like the <clears throat> like the look of it. Like, yeah, they have these masks, but it's like um, uh, they look kind of like I don't know, like uh, like one kind of looked like a or maybe it was like a gas mask or something. And I don't know the other. Uh, I forget, but just kind of looked like I don't know some kind of like leathery. <laughs> I don't know, like S and M mask or something. But like I, I don't know, it, like it didn't really look like creepy. Like it, it just like looked like a little generic. Like mm. if you are like in a fun house or something like. Yeah, just put like you know some leather spiky mask on someone and have them jump out at you. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think it was you know it was the, it was the finding the, the the bodies high in there and the satanic symbol on the floor that kind of was my first sure. like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I like where this is kind of leading now. Like, mm-hmm. I, I I was into the mystery up to a point and like I I was thinking okay it's just a sick family who did a lot of bad things and that's where maybe the mm-hmm. supernatural you know vengeful ghost or whatever it is is going to come from or yeah however i mean i i I would have preferred a monster i think a more like tangible threat would have been nice because i think the part of the movie where it started to kind of lose me is when so they they leave here they get freaked out they want to go and when they go back up to the window they came in at there's now a brick wall right outside the window and they can't leave and it's like okay so we're just doing the supernatural stuff can affect anything at any time just for the sake of the story and you know it, it takes it takes me uh, i'm not saying there's not some movies that do it well and make me feel the mm-hmm. sense of like existential dread because things can just happen but for the most part it just makes me go oh so there's no rules then and therefore mm-hmm. I, I can't get invested in the reasons that they should have like the avenues they should have to get out like it'd have been much more interesting if say they tried to at the room with the windows in they tried to go in and there's something they're waiting for them like a ghost a monster whatever it is mm-hmm. and they're blocked because there's something they have to get past and that's cool because then there's an obstacle and then it's like okay mm-hmm. is there a way we can figure out how to get past this obstacle and that'd be cool you know um now see i i kind of like it when like i don't know like a house has powers and it can mess with you like i do agree like most of the time it's not done well like you really mm. you know have to you know like, like really have some skill into kind of pulling that off I actually just read uh, a comic book which i enjoyed quite a bit called uh the house which is a pretty simple like world war ii ghost story where these you know soldiers are kind of retreating and they stumble upon this house in the middle of the woods and they go in there and it is very much that kind of demony possessed house where you go you know you go outside the window and you're right back in the house and it's playing all these kind of mind games with you. And 
uh honestly like that stuff i don't know i feel like i'm kind of a mark for that stuff i like it but yeah 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 just most of the time it's not done well and with this i i don't know I, I, yeah i feel like they don't really do enough with it like because you know it's mostly just like okay the window's now bricked up i was like all right yeah. that's not bad but what else can we do and there's not really much else other than just being like oh we just can't escape but you know the, like show other you know int visual interesting ways to convey that i i guess when they eventually figure out that maybe they can get out <laughs> through the chimney there's mm -hmm. kind of a moment where i guess it kind of like intervenes and like stops them yeah right mm -hmm. but it, all you really see is like their pov shaking and going dark because it's just this underwater camera you know freaking yeah. out uh and it's, it's, it's you know it's not that visually interesting you can't really see anything that's going on at that point and that's one of the big problems is that after like the halfway mark give or take whenever something crazy does start happening it tends to be just a lot of shaking of the camera and you know there's a there's a moment where they're back down in the basement thinking there might be like a trap way of getting out and mm -hmm. there's like a scene where she starts to like get like tangled up in the chains and it's like there's yeah. sort of attacking her and like try to, like, they actually it does slash her leg i think at one point um yeah. but then like you know he comes back in the room and like the chains are all fine and she's she claims that the the bodies disappeared and they did disappear because we could see that they were gone but then they're, but they're back now uh and <laughs> tim's cat is determined to say things into the <laughs> mic <laughs> i mean cat house uh yeah cat house yes <laughs> um <clears throat> yeah and then i mean not to skip you know too far ahead but like you know eventually tina i mean she does escape so i, I don't know why like i guess that one kind of hole that leads outside like the house can't affect or whatever well it's yeah it's, it's like a, it's like a I mean, there's not really much to talk about in the middle because that's the thing. Like, it's just them trying to get out, looking around. Some creepy stuff happens. Eventually, the ghosts just wake up and start chasing them around. Um, she just like takes off their mask, which I don't know if, like, if they wouldn't have done anything if the mask hadn't come off. But yeah, I don't know. But like, they they end up like she finds like a, an entrance. Once they get split up, because they try to go through the chimney and they get separated. Mm -hmm. He gets trapped in the bedroom and he hides under the bed, but the ghost gets him. And then from that point on, it's like he's possessed. Like like he's yeah. like he's he's wanting the ghost to take over with them. Um when she finds and it, him. Yeah. And, and it does that kind of annoying thing where like she never really seems to I mean, granted it's a very weird situation, so maybe she's not thinking clearly, but she never really seems to acknowledge that he's acting like weird as hell. <laughs> yeah, and it's not it's not even he's even being subtle. He's just say outright saying things like, We're going to die down here. Yeah. <laughs> There's no use worrying. We'll become one with the house now. Like, yeah, like it's, it's like, oh Ben, don't say that. <laughs> Let's try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so when I mean, she eventually finds them, she she has this scene where like a, a snake like a old like water snakes inside her suit and like we see it inside her mask and she has to take off her mask to get it out um but Which, like that comes out of nowhere <laughs> yeah well that's the thing she leads them to like a place she found where there might be like an exit and she when he tries to like attack her she stabs him in the mm. shoulder which seems to cure him of the possession and he's back <laughs> to being normal but then mm. the ghost like girl uh just like comes up and stabs him anyway yeah. and kills him like right there <laughs> and i'm like okay and so then, like, yeah, the end of the movie is her just, like, narrowly escaping. She gets out, but there's no oxygen left. And, you know, they've been reminding us throughout the movie, to be fair, that the oxygen's, like, ticking down. And she's got, like, none left, so she... 
takes off the oxygen, she swims out into the ocean, and she's basically just swimming as fast as she can. You know, this is the end of the movie to get to the surface. And <coughs> earlier in the film, there is a line from him where he says that, you know, we have to, like, you know, breathe a bit slower. You're using up too much. We have to make sure we have enough left so that we can stop on our ascent, right? And I don't know the specifics or what the safe amounts are or anything like that. But yeah, it's, it's the thing. Like, I've heard it it's certainly in movies where there's like submarines and like anyone goes like deep sea stuff that... It's the bends or whatever they call it. Yeah, like, when you're coming back up. Like I know when you're in like a submarine, you have to spend like, you know, like an hour like coming up you can't just like zoom up because <laughs> your lungs will just like go or whatever like i, I, I mean I, i'm not an expert here but it's a thing right mm-hmm. and they make a point of him saying we have to like stop on our way up we can't just swim up to the mm-hmm. top like as quick as possible so in this final sequence when she's just swimming as fast and look, don't get me wrong the wide shot that it pulls back to of her swimming away from the house looks great right it's a nice shot yeah. it's a really beautiful mm-hmm. visual and it's the idea that she's getting close and close and Maybe she's just running out of breath. Maybe she's just not holding her breath long enough. Mm. Or maybe it's this kicking in. She's, you know, ascending mm. too fast. She's not letting herself decompress. Um, whatever it may be. But she she dies. At the end of the movie, she dies, like, before she can get to the surface. But she's, she seems quite close because we can see the sun <coughs> coming through the water. And it's this kind of sad, like, you know, depressing ending. And then, like, you know, cut to credits, right? That's that's the end of the movie and i have no problem with that being the end of the movie but i feel like the the struggle of her getting up there i think you had to re-establish halfway through the movie again rule of thirds there should have been another scene where maybe she admitted to him i only held my breath for a minute and a half mm-hmm. you know re-establish that that idea um and also if this decompression problem is a thing as well are you going to use that if that's really what's happening here at the end then you know really hit that home like have them repeat it and say make sure when you're going up you don't do this because it will kill you or yeah something i I didn't even remember that until you (laughs) mentioned it that oh yeah they did i guess i did say that um so yeah it wasn't like they they, if that if that's what they were trying to imply i should have hit it um and i I mean i have no idea if this is deep enough that that's an issue because i mean i don't know deep enough (laughs) like are they actually deep enough in the water that that is that much of an issue oh that's true yeah you you know and yeah because it didn't feel like they were super deep but i mean who knows maybe they are but um i'll I'll tell you what i did not like this ending um i mean i i do agree like you said like that kind of last final shot uh did look really well like um i'll give it credit for that but uh to me it's kind of like you know uh you know this whole movie it, it it's them versus the house mm-hmm. and i i don't mind a, a bleak ending like you know if you want the characters to die uh that's fine but i don't like it to kind of be like this technicality where oh yeah they escaped the house but then like oh you know they ran out of oxygen or or yeah they went up too fast or something like if they're gonna die and have like kind of a you know bleak depressing ending or whatever i want it because you know uh the house gets like one last thing in and it's like you know maybe she gets to the top but then she can't break the surface because you know she's actually still in the house and is 
you know, like a trick or something like that or oh that sounds awful <laughs> no, no that makes much more sense like it's I stupid mean, that they escape but then because of a technicality they die like i don't like that well well here's the thing i i i'd be like if in jurassic park they escape the dinosaur island but then you know as they're flying home the helicopter's like oh no we're out of fuel and then no, no, they crash and die no, that's no, stupid i i agree to to an extent but I have no problem with this idea of almost escaping, mm. but like her own like limitations that she couldn't overcome or her undoing. Mm. Right? I have no problem with mm. that as long as it, like, as long as it is the punctuation on mm. like a story or a plot thread that the movies had. So if it said sure. something, right? If if the if because the, that's the thing, it got to the end of the movie and I was like, is there something I'm not getting here about mm. the themes of the characters where this, because it doesn't have much impact because it doesn't feel mm. like, like if she made the wrong choice and that was kind of the tragedy of the story and that was her downfall at the end, then that mm. would be something. That would be like, okay, this ending where, fair, she, yeah. where she doesn't quite get mm. out has a point, it has a purpose and it's saying something about the character that she didn't learn from something earlier on or she you know like her boyfriend and him her caring about him was her undoing or something but i don't feel like the mo- end of the movie says anything it's just like no we set up that she can't hold her breath very long so oh mm-hmm. there you go she doesn't survive at the end because because you only brought it up once if anything it reads to me like okay it's there to build tension that she might not make it at the end so it'll feel like mm-hmm. okay she's achieved something when she, her head pops out of the water when she does make it right because you've set up that yeah. she struggled to hold her breath but here at the end her determination she's able to just do it and that builds up yeah. whereas if you again if you did the rule of thirds and you had it a second time and you had her like maybe tie it in thematically to something then her not being able to do it at the end would feel like maybe a like a it would have a point it would have like, like a oh i don't know like that's the thing there isn't one so i'm I'm struggling to think of what it would be but well you know what the problem is is if they do that then that might bump the movie up to like 87 minutes and that's just (laughs) who has the attention span for that yeah it's just it feels for for a movie that's called deep house it feels a a very shallow (laughs) plot (laughs) i know I'm i'm a man of many talents uh no i I just like i i really was searching for like something that was saying you know for Mm -hmm. something that it was and i say i don't mean like a like a moral just but just something it was saying about the character yeah i mean i i thought we all were (laughs) i thought we all agreed that this movie is a metaphor for capitalism (laughs) oh but yeah, it really, it really isn't, and it's, it's quite sad. I mean, I sort of glossed over the, the, the secret hidey-hole she finds that lets her, mm-hmm. like, escape is behind, like, there's, like, a room, because the lights come on in the house eventually, again, because supernatural stuff, and mm-hmm. it plays, like, some of the film footage that they have of them, like, you know, like, killing kids and, like, kidnapping them and, like, taking body parts, like, apart and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Don't she... film your crimes, come on. Uh, <laughs> it's, just, it's a silly move. Yeah. Uh, but you know it's kind of creepy it's playing this old film footage underwater whatever it's fine uh and luckily the boyfriend because he's possessed at this point is uh just like telling her the backstory which again was really dull because it was like you know all the creepy teasing of seeing the wanted posters of the missing kids (laughs) posters and seeing like the evidence of what was going on that was interesting having him just go yes and pierre is the son of the family he escaped (laughs) 
yeah. <laughs> like, you yeah. know. and I'm like, there was a camera filming, like when the the uh, the angry townsfolk came. It's it's actually very Freddy Krueger. Like basically, they, they got killed in their house because like all the parents of these kids who were kidnapped said, "Screw this, we're going to murder these assholes." <laughs> Yeah, it was a, a super generic. And then were they? I, I I just watched this yesterday, but I forget. Like they they were like sacrificing the kids. Like there was a demonic yes. thing. They're saying. Yeah, like they were saying they were a gift. It was a, they were a gift to something. And but it never goes beyond that, right? It never goes beyond yeah. that. It never establishes how Pierre knows that the ghosts of his family will still do this if he sends. Them. Maybe maybe he deep dived himself. <laughs> maybe he d- dove down himself and he spoke to the ghosts. I don't know. Uh, yeah, like what? Like what are they? Yeah, they need more sacrifices or something, but why? Like, how? Like, what's that doing for them now that they're dead? What does it do for Pierre? I, I, I assume Pierre's reaping all the benefits because he's the only yeah. one alive. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's kind of annoying. Uh, and I guess, like, you know, because, like, the premise is very unique and stuff, like, I mean, maybe you don't need, like, a super original detailed backstory or whatever, but, like, it would have been much better presented. Like you said, just kind of, through what they're finding and going through the house because you you know (laughs) surprise you kind of get that there's like some messed up stuff happening that yeah there's some messed up kids uh happening then yeah just having you know the possessed character do this like speech at the end it just felt like just a an info dump out of nowhere that's it wasn't very interesting it was unsatisfying to say the least Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, and I feel like you could do you could do two things. So we could, we, we, I think we focused on making the the plot and the mystery more interesting and more satisfying. Mm-hmm. But alternatively, you could make it more about okay, like maybe the victims are the important part. Like maybe they're attracted here because of the type of people they are. Maybe it's mm-hmm. saying that these types of people get themselves into trouble and it was like mm-hmm. almost like a Silent Hill type thing where you know they're drawn yeah. to this type of place because of things they've done or so maybe the characters are the important part but the characters are basically wafer thin and the, the only thing we really have is that she gets a bit more scared she's scared to go in the water a little bit uh and he's like no yeah. just do it it'll be fine i promise and then that's yeah. it like that, that's that's the characters in a nutshell <laughs> so yeah it's a shame it's a shame because like there's just that there's enough cool stuff like in the premise early mm-hmm. on that you're kind of like oh okay i could th- as long as the rest of this is like fun and like well directed like i could come mm-hmm. out of this quite happy and yeah. sadly it just it, it goes down it goes down uh yeah i i did kind of like whenever like um the i don't know if, the, if they're more like ghosts or actual like you know reanimated dead bodies that are moving around but i i did like whenever you know you would see any of like the spirits or, or whatever kind of chasing them towards the house uh i i, I did think it looked kind of effective because just seeing that's what you know they're all like decked out in their scuba gear but then just seeing like you know it, it's not like they looked like that crazy or whatever they just kind of looked like regular people but you know they just have these kind of very like you know uh kind of like solemn faces on and the way they kind of just slowly swimming towards you i thought that was like kind of creepy a few times mm yeah uh, i feel like it was better when they were just sort of standing still in the background or something like sure yeah well, once you have people just sort of chasing you it's like i know it's underwater and it's kind of dark and it, all these things but like it's still just mm-hmm. like it's still just a person kind of like going Ooh, you know? <laughs> yeah uh so it's a shame i will say they did the smart thing of 
uh, color coding their masks. So like his mask was mm. blue and hers was yellow, I think. Mm-hmm. And it was just a nice simple thing that you always knew at a glance who you were looking at because obviously they're in scuba gear, they're all in black. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it'd be very easy to not like know for sure until you see like a good shot of their eyes or mm-hmm. uh, whatever. Uh, actually, one little note on the performances. Uh, I think obviously all the dialogue I presume was recorded <coughs> uh, later. Like, mm-hmm. you know, in a studio and added back in because obviously it's all it's just overcomes when they're in the scuba gear. Yeah. There's a couple of moments in the performances where I felt like I think the actors while they were filming overcompensated because they felt like <laughs> I mean they, obviously they knew they were going to add the dialogue later, mm-hmm. but they overcompensated because maybe they weren't hearing each other that well when they're in the water mm-hmm. or whatever. But there's a moment like when they're in the bedroom early on, mm-hmm. there's a moment where Ben says to Tina, uh, like, you know, basically look over here or something, but look at this thing. But when he does it, he does this thing where he sort of, like, does, like, you know, he points to his eyes, he goes, let's look over here. Like, like, like he's mm-hmm. doing sign language for someone who doesn't speak, doesn't understand what he's saying. You know, mm-hmm. he, or, or, or in this case, it's, it's like he's saying something to someone who can't hear him. So he's, like, mm-hmm. really ex- accentuating it and, like, really... <laughs> like, basically for Rose Ed in the audience, who might not hear what he's saying, he's making it visually very clear what he's trying to say to her. And I felt like, mm-hmm. you don't need to say it, do this. Like, she can hear you fine. Like, you've, you've got, like, a fancy Iron Man-style comm system going on between the two of you. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. So there's a, there's, a, there's a few little moments <laughs> like that where I felt like the actors were maybe... How do I say forgetting that they were going to have dialogue later that they were supposed to be able to hear, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, they're just all disconnect. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, there you go. That's deep house. Uh, I suppose uh, you would like to rate the film, Timmy. I'd love nothing more. <laughs> um, how, how deep will the score be? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's a little tough. Um. Yeah, because I, I think I, I was kind of wavering between like a 5.5 and a 6. I, uh, I I think I'll give it just a little bit of an edge and just go a, a straight 6 because um, even though there's some pretty you know significant flaws and, um, you know, it's, it's pretty disappointing that, that, you know, it doesn't live up to the premise. There's enough like uniqueness that, you know, I'm still glad that you know, I got to check it out and that... You know, uh, there was like definitely moments that were cool or looked really nice. Um, and, you know, and it's even at some points where it was like a little slow, it, like it was never like a chore or anything to watch. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's definitely a, a little frustrating that, you know, I, I had a lot of high hopes uh, going in. And then, unfortunately, it didn't really live up to it. But I mean, I, I guess kudos, you know, for them for you know, having an original idea and, you know, relatively pulling it off, like not going the extra mile, but, you know, hey, it, it definitely wasn't crap, uh, which, you know, we've seen plenty of crap. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I'll give them the, the benefit of the doubt. And, and who knows? I mean, maybe, <clears throat> I mean, maybe it was like super hard to shoot. So maybe it's even a gift that, you know, we got what we got, but hey, that's, it is what it is. Yeah, I feel I feel like it's mostly just a, mediocre script though so uh, i don't know sure. if i can blame the restrictions of the war <laughs> it's not like i'm asking for more like action set pieces underwater right and i'm, <laughs> I'm asking for uh 
I, I don't know. Anyway, I, I, I'll probably be a little harsher. I, I, like I say, there is a section in the middle where they're first exploring the house where I'm like kind of into it and the setting does give it some this unique vibe. But I, I would, I am disappointed with you know how generic it feels in the back half. And it's not like the characters are that much to like, you know, propel it up the, the ladder either. So, uh, I but it's not the worst characters, and it's not the worst mm. like back half of a horror movie either. So, uh, it's the sort of thing where it maybe if it wasn't for the water setting, it would maybe be like another full point lore or something like that. But I think as yeah. it is, I'll go probably five point five, uh, and call it there. But uh, could have been so much more. Yeah, alas. Well, I mean, I, I swear, eventually we are going to get to some good 2021 movies. <laughs> oh. I, I, I mean, I hope at least. You hope. I, I don't think we've really raved about anything quite that much yet. Well, it's not 22, it's more 2020, but uh, uh, if you have a chance, you need to watch St. Maud, Tim, because uh, mm-hmm. that, that was a sacred <laughs> hockey mask episode in the interim, and uh, I highly recommend St. Maud. Okay. I highly recommend Saint Mod. Uh but yes. Uh yeah, so there you go. Uh and I love how you're saying I oh, will eventually hit a good one and I you know, <laughs> we're, we're pretty sure our next regular episode uh we're looking we're looking <laughs> to M Night Shyamalan to save us, apparently, which I don't know how that's gonna go, so we'll we'll see. Uh but look forward to that. Um but yeah, as mentioned, yeah, the the, the bonus episodes are back uh, for patrons. Mm-hmm. Uh, dollar or more per month over at patreon.com slash TV. Uh, we did Werewolves Within uh, those are one per month uh, but we also have even more screams which the first one was <laughs> but did go out for free so you can sample the first one and those will be you, I mean the first one was actually quite long but those will usually be like maybe like half an episode's length and they'll be like on a topic or just talking some random movies that we've watched in our, our free time kind of thing uh, next one of those uh, will either be you know, towards the end of the month or start of February, but, uh, yeah. So go, go check out Patreon, uh, if you want to support the content and the show and everything. Uh, you can also support us for free by liking, subscribing, digging the bell for notifications on YouTube. In fact, I, I also cringed in the movie when Ben said, don't forget to like, subscribe, and, uh, comment. I was like, oh. yeah. yeah. I was like, oh. don't, don't do it. Like, <laughs> it's just, just too real. It's too real. Uh, <laughs> So, yes, uh, you can also support us on the audio platform if you give us a five-star rating and a review. That helps out spread the show to more people. And, of course, get us on Twitter at Screams Midnight and share mm-hmm. us amongst your your horror-loving friends. Mm-hmm. Please do. Please. <laughs> and, uh, yes. And we have a lot of 2021 movies to catch up, but don't worry, we've not forgotten sequels to things that we have to get back to. Uh, we have oh. several franchises on the go. We have more Leprechaun. We have more Hellraiser. <laughs> we have more Hammer Dracula uh, to to get through. But uh, more Wreck, more Ginger Snaps. We got those two. Yes, those feel <laughs> those feel a bit lighter though compared to these other big ones. I I think um, I don't know. I mean, maybe what we'll do is just so that we definitely get through some of them. Maybe we'll do like a sequels only month. You know, we'll we'll take a break mm. from the new stuff maybe in a few months mm. and just be like, no, we'll do it. We'll do one of each of those, yeah. or something. Sounds fun. Just to make sure we're sort of ticking away mm. at them. But uh, tick, 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 tick. yeah, I, I misspoke. I wasn't. I didn't mean to say tick. I meant to say uh, 
chipping away was what I was meant to say. But I said tick. And you seem to be excited by that, so you rolled with it. So, I like tick. <laughs> so there you I go. Like the tick. <laughs> that screams after midnight. I believe we're actually longer in the movie now at uh, this point. Um, it's mostly my rant about finding it. <laughs> yes, I mean it's too much for the title, but I should I really should title it something like "Oh, a Deep House Review" and the epic story <laughs> of signing up for epics. <laughs> but hey, uh, yeah. honestly, it was probably the most interesting part of the review. So I don't, don't feel bad. <laughs> don't feel bad, Timmy. Uh, so uh, that is us. Thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies. And we'll see you next time. Don't you want me to do the the pose? The pose. Oh, the pose. Yeah, you need to pose for the, the, the <laughs> screenshot. You, the, the thing. You're right. You're right. Uh, the thumbnail. All right, Tabby. Mm. Yeah, pose. 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 Three, two, mm. one. Pose. <laughs> there, there, there you go. Perfect. Do you know what the blue light of the mic mm-hmm. hitting the your your hand? Because it's a blue uh, tin. <laughs> Dude, that's just perfect. It's on purpose. Oh, sure, <laughs> I yeah. That's going to happen. I'm sure that was perfect. Oh, Joe, we've not done either. Not to add more segments here, in, but uh, well, it's at the, uh, the, the, the extreme ends of the IMDb mm. reviews. Uh, oh. And a bit. <laughs> and I don't think you thanked any patrons either. Oh, yeah, the patron producers. Oh, uh, I'm all off at the end of this episode, aren't I? I'm forgetting all the segments. Uh, thank you to Tyler Hess, Cindy Palacios, David Short, Bordner, Christopher Moy, and David Brown, you beautiful <laughs> bastards. I'm sorry I forgot. Uh, thank you. <laughs> yes. Uh, there are 11 one star reviews on IMDb. Oh, one star, come on. Deep house. Yeah. I should have counted how many times she said Ben. <laughs> So what's funny is before we started recording and I, I just reminded us the name of the characters, I said I knew his name was Ben because she said it a lot. So <laughs> That's right. I, but I, I had no idea what her name was. I, I can never have told you her name. In fact, the review right above that is the title is Ben, Ben, Ben. <laughs> I feel like I I feel like I wasn't thinking about it that much during the movie, but if, I mean, I'm probably won't rewatch us anytime soon but yeah. if at some point i do I, I, that'll probably be sticking in my mind there are however only two or sorry there are only two 10 star reviews on okay. imdb for the deep house mm-hmm. uh and the first one is 10 because of the concept i mean it is a 10 out of 10 concept that i, I would mean, it's say the, but it, it was the best thing about the movie but the concept yeah. alone isn't uh yeah isn't you, you gotta take in the execution as well yeah and then the other one just titled great concept so they're really clinging <laughs> to the concept in these 10 star reviews did these people watch the movie Honestly. <laughs> they watched the trailer and thought that's enough hey great concept i love it I, i'm gonna praise it i'm gonna praise it <laughs> uh so there you go uh but there you go I like I like seeing actually how many there is a one in tens. It's a nice little comparison. That is interesting. Yeah. Any any movie. All right, there you go. It's not no. our show though. Like we don't want to look up the ratings on those. Oh no, of course not. No. no. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, I, I wouldn't mind the five star ratings on those, but yeah, I'm, I'm good with the ones. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, what's funny is YouTube made uh, the dislikes private. Like you don't see them publicly anymore. So oh, that's I, good. <laughs> I, I almost like the idea of like at the end of every episode. Like, okay, last episode's dislike counter was this, you bastards. <laughs> we can reveal exclusively. <laughs> oh dear. All right. Well, once again, thank you very much for watching mm-hmm. or listening. We always appreciate to keep watching scary movies. We'll see you.
underwater <laughs> next time. <laughs>